Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another post-game recap from the Mavs Outsiders. I'm one half of your host, as always, Maurice Williams, a.k.a. Mind of Reese. Mind of Reese on Instagram, Mind of Reese Podcast, wherever you find your podcast content, and Mind of Reese Reviews on TikTok. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Michael Bibbins, a.k.a. Bibbs, at Bibbs Corner on Twitter, and the Bibbs Corner Podcast, wherever you find your podcast content. M Bibbs on Instagram. Uh, it's a good night. Uh, good day to talk about a win. Um, a win that we feel like we should have gotten. I mean, for God's sake, we were playing the Pelicans G League team. And the Dallas Mavericks defeated them 127 to 117. Redeeming themselves... Uh, Basically, from the last time we played this team and they had pretty much no one and they beat our ass. So, uh, I said the score was 127 to 117, but it it didn't feel that close for most of the game. But shout out to the Pelicans. They fought hard. They stayed in it. They made it look closer than it really was. Uh, but the Mavericks pulled it out nonetheless. Solid performances all around from pretty much mostly everybody except for Reggie Bullock. Um, <laughs> um, how you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good, man. Um, shout out to the Pelicans. Like you said, though, they, uh, they have not played with their big three pretty much all year. Yeah. And you can just see how deep this team is. Like, if Ingram gets healthy, if Zion gets healthy, because it doesn't matter where they're at right now. All that matters is where they're at going into the playoffs. If they can get together for those last, like, 15 to 20 games, they they a threat. they a real threat. I just really think that they're, they're missing a veteran presence, a championship caliber guy that can guide them and, and show them the way. And I, that's why I think we got we to gotta trade JaVale McGee over there <laughs> uh, for, for Jackson Hayes, I just think we need to go ahead and get that done. Um, you know, let just I think that they should be on the phone right now. Maybe even throw in a second pick, second round pick for us to get that championship caliber guy. Uh, that's that's where I'm at with it. I mean, he auditioned firsthand tonight. You saw how well he played tonight. It's like he wants to be there. Balling. He he definitely auditioned. He did us favors tonight. Like I'm sure they saw the potential. That he could have as backing up Jonas Valanciunas, like as an in Jonas Valanciunas insurance policy. Uh, I personally, if I was in management with the Pelicans, I would be on the phone. Matter of fact, I would walk over to Nico if they're in the house. Like I would walk over to Nico after this game and say, hey, what, what can we do here? And he's on a team friendly deal. Yeah. If they have us, if they're looking at a three year window with CJ McCollum, it's perfect. Look, I'm 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 all for this uh this JaVel McGee Pelican shipping. I mean, look at his wingspan, it matches that of a Pelican. I feel like it's a perfect fit. Uh I think he'll fit right in over there. He ain't gotta play, you know, he ain't gotta play big minutes over there. They still got guys like Larry Nash Jr. to take off right. uh some minutes from him. We know he's getting old, but they do need that championship caliber. He is uh 
three-time, four-time NBA champion. Like, this this dude has been there before. You're not going to find guys who have that many championships and can impact your team for this cheap a price. And That's Jackson, the only thing they're missing. Jackson Hayes is a problem. Like, dude does stupid shit. So getting him off your team might be the best option. And they, they're about to have to pay him next year. Like, they don't, they don't want to pay him. Wouldn't you rather pay JaVale McGee? Right. You got JaVale McGee locked in for the next three years at that price. Like, can't be that deal. I'm not going to tell you how to run your franchise. I'm just saying it's something I would do. Seems obvious to me. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the easy thing. But, hey, what what do we know? You know, just do your thing. Anyway, uh, I kind of – we could skim through – through the box score, but I think we both know what we want to talk about uh, from this game. Are we on the same page there? Um, yeah, we get. Well, let me let me get a couple things off, and then, like you said, if you want to skim through the box score, but there's obviously one thing that we definitely want to talk about um, in this game. I think Bullock came off the bench, and uh, Powell started with Wood, and they both got in foul trouble. Um, we got some good McGee minutes, as you mentioned, and like you said, we controlled the game for the most part, but we know how this team is. It never felt like we, well, you said it never felt like we were threatened, but I always felt like we had a tentative lead because the Pelicans weren't going to give up. Uh, but I'm glad we got it done. This is another one like, like the seven where if you really analyze it, it's not sexy, but I'll take the W. I agree. Uh, me personally, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say never. I mean, like when we got that lead, I was like, okay, nothing really is scaring me right now. It seems like we're matching them point for point, uh, right now. So even at the end, excuse me, even at the end, I, I wasn't really worried, even though they were closing the gap a bit, but, uh, okay. Let's run through the box score a little bit. Okay. Starters, like you mentioned, the white pile started with Christian Wood in place of Reggie Bullock, who off the bench, yes, we're going to start with him to get the negatives out of the way. Off the bench, played 26 minutes, shot 0 for 2 from 3, 0 for 2 from field goal range. Field goal range, like this is fucking football. Field goals, uh, Five rebounds, two assists, and one point. I don't give a fuck about them five rebounds. Anybody can go out there and get some fucking rebounds, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> the starters, the white pile, only played 15 minutes, but in my opinion, an impactful 15 minutes, especially considering he got in early foul trouble. Uh, four rebounds, two points, finished with five fouls, hence the 15-minute limit. Spencer Dinwiddie, 32 points, shot three for six, 0 for two from three. But what? what? Do you how many points did you say Spencer Dinwiddie had? I said 32 minutes. You said 32 points, I think. Okay. Well, yeah, you said out of me. I had to pull the box score up. <laughs> like, when did that happen? I could have I thought I said 32 minutes. 32 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> three for six, 0 for two. From the three-point range, four assists and twelve points. Uh, his his scoring has been down recently mm-hmm. um, since Christian Woods' emergence in the starting lineup, and I don't think it's hurting him. I just think 
he doesn't have to go as hard on offense? Or do you think his offensive I think he's losing shots to Tim Hardaway Jr. You think he what? I think Tim is the reason he's not getting. Well, yeah, yeah. Usually we we have that defender in that spot. We usually have Dinwiddie and a defender on the wings. But with Tim there, like Tim's taking a good bit of those shots that Dinwiddie would usually get. I remember we did mention that when Tim entered entered the starting lineup, Dinwiddie's points did go down a bit. So. Uh, maybe that is the case as opposed to uh, a Christian Wood, but I'm pretty sure Christian Wood was it's not helping. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not helping. Um, but Spencer Dinwiddie still finds a way to be effective sometimes when he's not doing dumb shit or causing dumb turnovers. Um, speaking of which, Tim Hardaway Jr. 31 minutes, seven of nine from the field, four six from three, 18 points. He was making smart decisions tonight, as somebody pointed yeah. out, because um, I, I had tweeted uh, Hard, Hardy graded it Hardaway, <laughs> and um, someone was like, it's, it's it's true, but, like, this is probably Tim's, like, best game, like, as far as efficiency goes and, like, decision-making. Like, I, I didn't get pissed at Tim Hardaway Jr. once tonight. Well, he got a lot of points from me for taking the charge, so. I, I don't know the last time I saw Tim Hardaway Jr. take a charge. He used to take him all the time. Yeah, I said I think he like led the league. Yeah, I think he like led the league at one point. So uh, he got points for me from that, even if he did fuck up a couple times tonight, as long as it wasn't too bad. Actually, you know what? That's There's no such thing as a Tim Hardaway Jr. fuck up not being too bad. Um, Christian Wood only played 24 minutes, got into early foul trouble. Nine of fourteen from nine of fourteen from the field, four of seven three point range, six rebounds and twenty eight points. Boy was killing down there. I figured I thought he would have he would have had some trouble uh, with a guy like Valanciunas down there, real big body. But uh, Christian Wood actually got a lot of mismatches uh, mm-hmm. down the bottom and, and took advantage of him. So. Like, even uh, though he's slight, he still knows how to use his body to to leverage yeah. uh, smaller guys or guys his size even. Yeah, so it's good to see that he's getting that in the flow of the offense. Uh, obviously, he's continuing to show Jason Kidd why he should have been in the starting lineup a long time ago, but that's neither here nor there. We're here now. That's all that matters. He's producing in the starting lineup. Uh, his defense has improved some. He still has lapses here and there, but Overall, it's not awful. It's not something that makes you want him out of the starting lineup. And even no. if it was, I think his offensive production makes up for it. And he's doing, like, even on the perimeter, like, I, I'm, I'm impressed with his perimeter defense when he has to switch out there. Oh, moving on to the bench, Davis Bertans played 13 minutes, uh, scored five points, two assists, and passed up a shot, which is something I thought I'd never fucking see. Uh, which resulted in one of his assists. Javel, huh? Who passed up a shot? Davis Bertans. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Javel McGee, fifteen minutes, came in real early, considering Christian Wood and Dwight Powell both notched two personal fouls in the first quarter. Came in, excuse me, came in on fire. Uh, nice block right out the gate. Well, not right out the gate. Early on against Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, another chase down block later in the game. Couple nice defensive possessions. 
six rebounds, six points, and did finish with five fouls. So he was a bit aggressive out there. Um, Frank Ilakina and McKinley Wright, the fourth, both not both notched up eleven minutes. Frank shot zero for three from the three point range, which was all of his field goal attempts. McKinley Wright shot zero for one from the field. Did not get up a three-point attempt when he should have, but instead he decided to pass it. Two rebounds, four points, one assist. Dallas Maverick fans, the NBA season is heating up, and there's still so many unknown possibilities. I mean, we're really only in the first quarter of the season still. Luka is racing up the MVP ladder at the top right now, but I guess it's depending on who you ask. But anything can happen. You can go on DraftKings Sportsbook and make predictions on MVP award. Maybe you think Luka Doncic is going to be MVP. Maybe you think Jason Tatum will be MVP. Sixth man of the year. It's Christian Wood making the case. Maybe it's Benedict Matherin, the young rookie. First rookie to win sixth man of the year says Ben Gordon, possibly. Anything can happen. Most improved player, the way the NBA is shaping up this year, it's a lot of options. When I'm looking to get into action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points, maybe the over-under on total team points, and much more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Now, be smart about it. Don't You got to add legs, but be smart about your bets. Don't go into this doing an eight-leg parlay with Kevin Durant to score 15 points, Luka Doncic to score 10 points, Luka Doncic to get five assists. You're not going to win much money like that. You got to bet big. Go big or go home. Me, I go home a lot. I tend to do these eight-leg parlays, and, 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 and they fail terribly. Uh, y'all heard my rant about Alpron Shingun, um just a few days ago, which I'm still hurt about because I would still have that $249. But, hey, you live to bet another day. Bars. Just download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now on to the main event. The Hardy Party. Hard for hard. Wait, hold up. No, hell no. Ain't no fucking way you just said that out to my <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. 
hold up. We ain't doing that. Um, yeah, Jaden <laughs> Hardy. Jaden Hardy, 21 minutes. And these weren't just garbage time at the end of the game minutes. He got some play time early. I mentioned it last podcast. I said I would like to see him come in early where the game still matters and he's not folding under pressure. He's contributing well, and he responded. It's almost like he listened to what I said, and he did that tonight. 21 minutes, 7 from 9 from the field, 1 of 2 from 3-point range. 15 points tying his career high. It was fun to see him out there. It was fun to see him out there. The guys were excited uh, for what he was doing on the court. Uh, So we know he has their support. That's a bar. Um, How how did you feel about our guy, Jaden Hardy, tonight, man? I'm not saying that we we need to do this today or make this happen today or tomorrow, but I – I like his game. Um, I like him as a compliment to Luca, much like I like Josh Green as a compliment to Luca. I think his microwave scoring is a better type of microwave scoring than Tim Hardaway Jr.'s long-term. Um, why? Because he can get to the basket. And it's funny because that was his like, biggest weakness last year in the G League. So it's clearly, I mean, we knew he took a leap because he's still in the G League this year and he was pretty much the G League MVP while he was down there versus last year. He was very, very inefficient. So clearly he took a step. He learned some things. I think he's adjusted to the length. He, on his drives, he didn't just attack small guys. He was attacking bigs. He attacked Herb Jones, who's one of the best defenders out there. Um, and he know he's he, he has long arms. He's getting his space. He's finishing with both hands. Like that, being able to do that and being able to shoot is a better scorer. That's the difference between Tim Hardaway Jr. and Jordan Clarkson for me. Like the reason I say Jordan Clarkson is a better player is because he can put the ball on the floor to create his basket. He can get to the basket and he can hit the catch and shoot jump shots. Tim Hardaway Jr., catch and shoot. Anything beyond that, you're getting in dangerous territory. Um, I hate the fact that that was ever a question either. As far as, like, Tim versus Jaden? Yeah, Mavs fans were questioning that or even making the comparison. I just, yeah. Or Clarkson or Jaden? No, Clarkson and Hardaway. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I remember the debate came up, and that was the first time I really thought about it, and I started paying more attention to Clarkson. I was like, yeah, I would definitely take Clarkson over Tim. Um similar roles but Clarkson's better at it in my opinion now he t- he shoots some bullshit too but not, like you see in this year in a bigger role where he isn't just expected to come in and get points off the bench he's flourishing right now um yeah I I, I really enjoyed Hardy I, I'm glad he got the 20 minutes like you said in real time and um I'm excited to see where we go from here personally. Me too. Uh, I hope this results in more opportunities for him. Uh, I think it's safe to say that (laughs) y'all played McKinley right this game. So uh, obviously they bring two different things to the table, but when Luca is on the court, I didn't understand it when I saw it. 
um, McKinley Wright coming into the game to play with Luca. I just feel like that's not a good match, especially since dude seems like he's still not ready to take shots when when he gets them. Uh, he's not a catch and shoot guy. It's not his it's game. It's not his role. Like yeah. you're setting him up for failure playing him with Luca, in my opinion. Yeah, it's not his role. That's why it makes more sense for him to play. He can play next to a Spencer Dinwiddie when Luca isn't in the game. But if you want to bring one of those young guards in, Jaden Hardy makes the most sense with Luca still on the court. And we saw why today when he got the catch and shoot opportunity, he didn't hesitate. He launched it up. He is a better shooter than McKinley Wright. That wasn't in question. Uh, so I would like to see more of that, him getting in early in the game, uh, getting more chemistry with Luca, getting more chemistry with the rest of the team, uh, getting some of those rookie cobweb mistakes out of the way, uh, learning as he goes. The best way for a player to learn is playing time, real playing time. So uh, I don't expect him to always get 15 minutes. but And you know it's like – there are people out there that still don't believe in him, don't think he should have been getting minutes, et cetera, so forth. And like, I listened to some stuff recently and it's like, if if he comes out tomorrow, let's say plays 15 minutes and goes one for five or something with two turnovers, three turnovers, whatever. I'm not trying to hear about this is why he can't play because how many times has Reggie Bullock done that? How many times has Tim Hardaway Jr. done that? And I don't want to hear, well, in the past five years, this is what they do, et cetera, and so forth. Okay, that's fucking fantastic. But they're getting worse. They're going to get worse over the next three years. The idea would be that Jaden Hardy continues to get better. We should be investing in making sure we have talent on the roster when Luca's contract is coming up. So if I have to suffer through a couple one and five games from Jaden Hardy in 10 to 15 minutes, then that's just what it has to be right now. Because if I got to watch Reggie Bullock play 35 minutes and score zero points, then by golly, I can watch Jaden Hardy play 10 to 15 and score zero points and then, and not bat an eye at either one. If I have to do one, I can do the other. We can't have a one. We can't be mad at one and not the other. Yeah, we mad at one, but turn a blind eye. To, to the other guys and when they've literally proved nothing to warrant such. So uh, I hear you a hundred percent and I'm not going to want him to play less minutes just because he has a bad game next game. Uh, it don't work like that. It's going right. to be ups and downs. Um, this is the second round pick we're talking about here. So uh, shout out to him tonight. Definitely showed out tonight. Tied his career high, played some good minutes. Um, you can argue that he was a big part of why we were able to continue to keep the lead uh, with his play on offense. So uh, saw some things I liked. Obviously, some things I didn't like. Really bad foul on three-point shot on Najee Marshall. But, you know, those things happen. Uh, that's just me nitpicking at this point. Uh, but a positive game from Hardy. Uh, I wouldn't say he's the MVP of the game, but if I had to do an unsung hero of the game, it will be Jaden Hardy, but yeah. Any more thoughts? Yeah, you're mute. Yeah. Going back to the McKinley Wright thing, um, right. I tweeted that I was wondering if Kid would start the fourth quarter with Wright at the point and take Luca out, uh, but he didn't. Spencer Dinwiddie started there, and again, I don't. I, I want to transition away from Spencer Dinwiddie being a lead guard. 
in any group, I feel like he needs to be a bucket getter. And if he has the ball in his hands, trying to create those buckets, that's that's where he is not necessarily at his best. Like, of course, there's times where he has gotten to the room successfully. Doesn't feel like that happens much these days. But like as far as setting the table, I, that's where I would want McKinley Wright to do that. And you could still play Dinwiddie there and you can still play Jaden Hardy. But I would want a facilitator there to set the table for Spencer. I think that puts him in a better position versus him initiating the offense. We've established he's not the, the, the best passer in those scenarios. Yeah, he's prone to making mistakes. And we've seen he's much better as an off guard. And it makes more sense for him to be the off guard with McKinley right on the court because he's a much better catch and shoot player. And that's right. not McKinley Wright's role. So obviously I'm not going to give him the excuse of that's not his role because I think that is something he needs to develop if. Yeah, no, definitely. He should be taking that shot when it comes yeah. to him. But yeah, if we're going to play him, if we're going to play him, the best way to play him is as a point guard. Yeah, yeah. That's his best role. But eventually he does have to develop that. But it's not. I'm not going to speak too negatively about it at the moment because – it's not that deep at the moment. He's not getting big time minutes. So, yeah, I think kids still figuring some stuff out. I want to ask you something. Uh, we talked about Hardaway kind of settling into things. We talked about how Hardaway and Dinwiddie maybe, or how Hardaway is affecting Dinwiddie. Like, what do, what do we think is going to happen when Josh Rain comes back? As far as the rotation, as far as affecting the young guys, like. Like not just the young guys, but the 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 starters, the rotation, everything. Like, what is what is that going to look like in your in your mind? Like, let's put bring everybody back, bring Dorian and Josh back. Like, what is what what is that rotation going to look like? Like, I'm I, I hope that it's not just Hardy and McKinley Wright disappear. Um, I would think the starting lineup would be Luca, Spencer, THJ, DFS, and Christian Wood. I don't see Jason Kidd inserting Josh Green into the starting lineup off of injury when he wasn't in it pre-injury. Right. So uh, Josh Green off the bench, obviously. Dwight, Maxi. Um, I didn't say Maxi. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you said everybody. So everybody that is, uh, that I actually expect to be, but I'm, I'm, I'm okay. still not sure if Max is coming back. No Max. Um, I expect one of McKinley Wright and or Jaden Hardy to continue to get minutes. I don't think it'll be both. Gotcha. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I don't mean to put negative thoughts out there, but yeah, uh, it it crossed my mind when we were talking about the Spencer and Tim situation. Yeah. I think the the minutes that they're going to get leading up to when do stop coming back, uh, whoever plays the best in kids eyes, or helps the team the best is the one that's going to get more minutes when our team gets healthier. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, any more thoughts on the game? No, that's all I got on the game. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, quick thing before we go, I saw Avatar Way of Water today. Sorry to hear that. Um, good movie. Did not need to be three fucking hours long. Um, it just didn't. A lot of shit could have been cut, but beautiful movie. Looks beautiful. Not surprised. Um, and I, I think I liked it more than the first one, but 
not something I'm going out of my way to watch again. Too damn long. Um, I don't think I'm going to. I still don't think I'm going to see it. I went and saw Megan today. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Megan was fire. Oh, wow. Uh, All right. Got off to a questionable start, but once stuff started popping, like it was popping. Um, I, I I definitely enjoyed it. I thought I was going to be doing a review today, but that seems to have fallen through. Um, I did post a review for the whale. I saw that. So that is up. I need to. Tw- I haven't tweeted it out or anything, but uh, yeah. If if you get a chance to see Megan, check it out. All right. Well, I will be seeing it tomorrow. Speaking of tomorrow, we will see y'all tomorrow with not only the post-game recap for the Thunder game, but our weekly episode. Stay tuned for that. Uh, Well, technically, we'll see y'all Monday, but you know what the fuck we mean. Uh, We'll be recording tomorrow. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, that's all for me. That's all for Bibs. We'll catch y'all Monday or Sunday night, whenever the episode goes out. Until then, peace. Peace. Thank you.